0: What is up Pistons fans welcome back to another episode of the three rings podcast we're bringing you part two of our prospect series where we are going to look at the top probably the top the top prospects that the Pistons should draft for their upcoming 2022 NBA draft they pick number five in this segment we're going to be talking about Keegan Murray um, Ford out of Iowa We're going to break him down. We're going to talk about his strengths and his weaknesses on both sides of the ball in offense and defense. We'll talk about his fit with the Pistons, ceiling, and also a little bit about the character and who Keegan Murray truly is. So be sure to follow us on social media and stay tuned for the rest of this episode. Keegan Murray out of Iowa, um, forward, you know, big man. Um, a very polarizing uh, prospect amongst Pistons fans and honestly in the NBA draft community a lot of people seem to either love him or they hate him um it mainly comes down to his his uh, his age I think his age is honestly like one of the big factors a lot of people will bring up the fact that you know he's 21 he mean, be 20 he's 21 right now but 22 at the beginning of the draft cycle and that is something to consider you know like these players like Jane Ivey and Shane Sharp—they're going to be like 19 years old. I'm not sure, actually, 19, 20 in that range. So that's where a lot of the um, where a lot of the hesitancy a lot of people have with Keegan Murray. But going into his game, let's first start off with his offense. Um, the strengths are this guy—he um, had a, a pretty low usage rate at Iowa, yet still managed to average 23 points a game. Um, he was in the 99th percentile for scoring and scoring around the rim. The way he finishes and uses his body to, um, to finish in the lane is, is quite impressive. There's a lot of times where Keegan Murray would get down low in the post and he would, he would work. He would be be able to uh, create mismatches either, you know, if it was a big man, Keegan Murray, he'd be too fast for the big man, be able to, you know, blow right by them. Or if it was a little uh, smaller person, he could use his uh, strength and, Ability to go up and finish, so that was something that I was really um, impressed with. With um, with Keegan Murray, also his scoring from outside. Um, this season he shot close to forty percent from the three point line, and I think that's something to worth considering. Like he is, the obviously his um his first year he was only twenty nine percent. So there is a little concern on whether this was an outlier season, but I think for the most part, I mean the way he shot the ball was was quite impressive at forty percent. And it just felt like he was, um, I wouldn't say like above his competition, but there were times where it just felt like it was too easy. Like the game just came so naturally to him. He's, he's definitely much more of a player that won't use his athletic, like he won't have the jump out the gym athleticism, but he's a player who knows how to position his body in the right way. You know, he's a very smart player and knows how to get in the right positions, whether, you know, it's closing a man off or, you know, cutting, cutting to the basket. He's, He's smart in terms of the way he uses his IQ to uh, score the ball. Now, the weaknesses for Keegan Murray in the offense, or actually, I also have to mention this. You can't talk about Keegan Murray without talking about his transition game. I think in terms of all the prospects, he he is a very underrated transition game. In fact, a lot of his points also come from there. He's able to just get a rebound and go coast to coast. And this is his main form of, I would say, scoring for himself. Uh, a lot of his jump shots were assisted, but in the transition game, he's a he's able to get past defenders and read read the defense quite well to um, finish in the lane. And there is concern about, you know, in the NBA, it's going to be more athletic pe- athletic, you know, bigs, athletic guards, and they'll be able to, you know, catch up with that. But I mean, in terms of his transition game, that was something that I was also really impressed with. Now, as far as his weaknesses on offense, it really comes down to the lack of, or I wouldn't say lack of, but there isn't as much to, to see for his creation in the half court. Uh, Keegan Murray isn't really a player who, you know, you give the ball with, with like 10, like five seconds for an ISO. He can, he'll he ISO in the post, and if you find him for three, he'll knock it down. But he's not necessarily a player who you expect to, you know, have, you know, a crossover package and all this stuff. Like, he's not the best um, ISO creator, and um, he didn't really shoot much from the mid-range. You know, we talked about Jane Ivey not shooting. Mid range, I think Keegan Murray's shot percentage was probably higher than Jay and Ivy in the mid range, but he just doesn't take many mid range jumpers. And this is kind of something that, like, when people push back, they use the Tobias Harris comp for Keegan Murray. But the idea is Tobias Harris can score from all three levels for right now. Keegan Murray, I would say, can score in two, which is from the three, and mainly from inside. The mid range is still kind of a work in progress also the playmaking i think with every single prospect that we're going to talk about playmaking is a huge deal and there's flashes there was one play that i was watching against michigan keegan gets the rebound i think it was off it was off a uh musa diabate miss so he he makes musa diabate miss and then he gets the rebound and he like, chucks it like like a football um all the way right over Hunter dickinson i don't know i forgot who the center is but right over 100 dickinson and gets a layup like that's a little bit of the flashes that you can see from his playmaking. He's a smart player in that he'll make the right pass. He's not like a ball hog, again, going back to his low usage rate. He's not someone that's just going to take the ball and, and score. He's going to make the right the right pass, but perhaps his floor vision isn't the best as some of, like, as other prospects, like John Morant, the example, like when he came in, John Morant was such an amazing pass. Like, he could see the floor really well, and that's something that I think needs to be developed in um, Keegan Murray's game moving forward but yeah that's that's for the offense you know again like just to summarize that like a really good score like the Iowa offense didn't even really run play I felt like a lot of the points he scored was just like just being in the right position at the right time and that's something that's always like notable to see that he doesn't really need the ball in his hands to succeed like he doesn't need plays run for him he just scores within the flow of the game so that was my thoughts on his offense on his defense Keegan Murray he's a he's a little bit more fluid than I think people give him credit. A lot of people will see him as just like a stiff defender and not that really, you know, not, not like, um, athletic, but I think he's a little sneakily athletic in terms of, you know, getting again in the right position. He uses it. He uses athleticism when necessary. I feel like for one, one example is his instincts are really solid. Like one, one play, he like goes, um, across the he covers a lot of ground like a player is in the trap I think it was an Iowa player throws it across the court and Keegan Murray is like on the corner baseline the right corner yeah right corner baseline runs over snatches the ball and then goes in for a layup like he's really good at reading the defense and I think this is something that's pretty valuable and he can on the post he can he can hold his ground with the way he plays defense he, he's a really good blocker average two blocks a game at Iowa he can He's good. He's good at blocking. He's really good um, overall. The only real concern with the defense is he's not, he's the type of player who I think will get posterized in the NBA. And I mean it in like kind of like a nice way. Like, I think if someone comes at him with like an unexpected burst of athleticism, I feel like that, that's where Keegan Murray's defense kind of faltered. So um, when you look at the film against Rutgers, Ron Harper Jr., um, athletic guard, he was able to get past them really quickly. And the way, Keegan plays is he really just tries to do um, when he was so it was basically I was watching a film session basically of Keegan Murray like talking over the film he's really reliant on his teammates like he knows he's like his teammates need to know his communication is based on what his teammates he thinks they'll do and sometimes what that results in is that Keegan Murray recovers a lot so he'll get beat and he'll have to recover and there is concern about you know can you do that recovery in the NBA when the guards are so much more athletic than they would be in college so that's Honestly, the main concern. He's not as much of a react athlete. Like, if someone jumps past him, they're probably or goes right past them, they're probably going to stay past them. So that's something I think he needs to work on, on the defensive end. But as far as Keegan Murray's like fit in Detroit, um, there is there is a lot of talk about the redund, redundancy. I guess you could say when you have Jeremy Grant, you have Sadiq Bay. Although I will say, I think a Keegan Murray. Um, I'm sorry. If Keegan Murray comes to Detroit. I think you're probably signaling the end of Jeremy Grant. I think at that point, you probably want to move on from him. And it's potentially a uh, signal that, hey, yeah, the Pistons are going to trade Jeremy Grant. They could maybe try to get another top 10 pick. I know we can discuss that for another episode. But um, the idea is that I think Keegan Murray is a very, I think he's a player that I feel like a lot of teams would want to have on the basketball team. He's he's a player that, you know, sure, there's like, there is some redundancy, redundancy but I think he can play the four he's I don't think he's fast enough to play the three but a four I think he could play that and if I guess if you put Bay at the three it is it is workable and you know you always want players who can shoot the three play defense and um, and work down low in the post like the way he does he's he's a player that I think everyone wants Um, I will say there is a little bit about whether he could be a small ball center and I do see that as a potential option sometimes Iowa played him a lot down low and he was getting the re- there was one game he had like 27 points 21 rebounds like it is possible but I would save that more for like the playoffs if a team like um, if a team was really like trying to go small I think that's a way a Pistons could counter because Keegan has the ability to be a um, has the ability to be a small ball center I mean he can shoot the three well and he can move he can defend and I think that would be beneficial for Detroit and now Summarizing there's one thing I wanted to mention about Keegan Murray, which I do think is worth considering. This is actually his story and like his more about just more so about Keegan Murray. So his story is that he wasn't recruited out of high school. He had only one offer. I think it was from a D two school. He decided to go play at a junior college once he graduated um, from high school, and then from there, I think in towards the end of high school, he got a growth spurt and he went from like five ten. 2668 I believe he went he gained eight inches and this is this is kind of like the main argument with Keegan Murray is like a lot of people think that because you know he's 21 22 he can't like develop anymore but the reality is that he's only just now really had this growth spurt like and he's still like he's still developing each year you know his first year at Iowa only averaged 7.7 points second year now he's averaged like 23 points so the growth spurt was definitely something that I thought was like worth mentioning that he's still kind of young he's he's going to be 22 but it still feels like he has he can develop like he's not a player who's just going to be a plug he's not like Chris Duarte you know he's not like that type of old old type of player and also his his demeanor about the game I also thought was kind of interesting he's not a player that really attracts attention Um, there was an article written on the ringer about Keegan Murray and this guy doesn't really He's not an attention seeker. He doesn't really talk much about what he's doing. He just goes out there and executes. He's a very hard worker, works a lot, works a lot on his game. He's very almost obsessed with perfection, but he's not like the type of person you'll see. He's not a job Morant in the sense where after a game, you will not see him on Twitter talking about whatever happened on the game, which I personally kind of, I think that's a pretty good trait that, you know, someone doesn't attract attention to himself. He just focused on making winning plays and, being overall a team player, which I think Pistons need. They want, they want to get good they want to get they want to get good players, but they also have to get good team players. And Aiden's gonna talk about Shaden Sharp, but this is kind of where I'm a little bit at with Shaden Sharp, which is like I think he can be a great player, but you have to factor in like Troy Weaver, the Troy Weaver type of player is someone who at, at first I thought it was someone who's just athletic, but no, there's a lot of character. And I think out of all these guys, I would Argue that getting Keegan Murray in terms of his character, I feel like I feel like he's probably like you have to rank him at near the top. And as far as um floor and ceiling, um some comparisons. I mean, these aren't none of them are exciting. Like I'll be honest, like the the one that you'll see often is like Otto Porter Jr. Otto Porter Jr. has been seen a lot because you know Otto Porter is a player. You know, he can shoot the three well. Um, Perhaps I'm not really too familiar with his like finishing game. Like I'm not sure how similar that is, but. Autoporter can defend as well. So there's there's uh that's like probably his baseline comparison. I've seen stuff for him going as like as successful as like Pascal Siakam. I think at his like peak, like if everything worked out and Keegan Murray ended up being like like everything just worked out for him, I think he could probably be the third, third option. He's definitely, I don't think second, which is where the knocks will come on him because the ceiling you could say is limited, but I could see him being like a third option. And I can I feel like I can pretty much guarantee with all these other players, you know that you're taking a risk. But I think with Keegan Murray, like, you know, at the very least, you're going to get a really solid NBA player, you know, and sometimes that's what teams need. They just need character guys. Now, is it kind of disappointing that the Pistons got tanked all this way to get a player like Keegan Murray at five? Yeah. But at the same time, he's the most complete player. And yeah, that's kind of that's kind of what I had on Keegan Murray. I was overall really impressed. I was originally low on Keegan Murray. I will not lie; like I thought he was he was a player that I was not excited for. But um, reading more and more about him, and I think even like scouts have kind of picked up on it too. Um, if you guys are familiar with Mike Schmitz, Mike Schmitz said on the Woj Pod that he would rank Keegan Murray's highest three. So the Keegan Murray like um, train is there. Like there's, I don't think it's just the Pistons that are high on him. I honestly think Sacramento. Should consider taking him at four because they don't I feel like drafting another guard just puts him with the Tyrese situation but um or Tyrese Halliburton but yeah that's where I'm kind of at with Keegan Murray um yeah you guys have you guys have questions or what are y'all's what are y'all's thoughts on uh Keegan?
1: Yeah so I kind of I see the Tobias Harris comparison. Uh I feel like that's a pretty good comp for him. I mean when you look at sheer size like Keegan Murray, six foot eight, 225 pounds. Tobias Harris, six foot eight, 236. Another comp could be Jeremy Grant, of six foot eight, 215 or 220 pounds. But yeah, I, I kind of see that. Um, I think the auto porter comparison solid too. But my biggest thing with him is like, is the ceiling really there? Can he get that much better? Like, like, do you think Vinayak, he can, like, he's no doubt. He's very, he's a very refined technical player. um. But like, can he get that much better in the NBA?
0: I would think so. I think like that having the growth spurt at a much later point compared to other people kind of puts him in the growing phase. I feel like, I do feel like any player can, this is kind of, I wanted to bring this up because, I feel like any player, despite, you know, the age and the way he plays more technical um, can always, can always develop. Um, the, the common uh, argument for Keegan Murray, just to address the age, is that uh, Stephen Curry was also 21 and 22 when the season began. So there's your, there's your little age, age comparison. But um, I think so. I think the growth period hit him late. And I feel like he's a player that's also just still growing and still realizing the potential of his game. Again, like this Iowa season, this was like only like his first season of truly scratching the surface of what elite of elite basketball looks like. Um, I think I think, yeah, he is. He can grow. I, I don't think like his ceiling is capped. I, I do think it is not as high as perhaps Jane, Ivy, Shane Sharp, but I don't think his ceiling is just like like a fifth option, you know, it's like a Nicholas. But I, I think he can go he can push higher, you know, if everything works out for him, for sure.
1: I think I see him more as like a four rather than a three, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, I mean, I guess those comps, I think development wise, what you're kind of looking at for a trajectory, at least in theory is kind of a Siakam kind of yeah, like, you know, four year guy or like guy who kind of was a late bloomer that ended up, you know, being able to develop at a later age. So yeah, that's kind of where I see him as like best case scenario. He's kind of like Siakam-ish range. But yeah, I mean, I don't know, like where where would that put the Pistons? Because you you talk about Sacramento, but where would that put the Pistons in, you know, how how they fare with Bagley and uh Stewart as well as Bay?
0: Yeah, no, that's that's like the that's the issue. It's just like you have a lot of players that like play the similar play a similar position. I think like the argument that it that's there is is like the idea that you know you can't have enough of um people wings who can or not wings, but fours. You can't have enough people who can spread the floor and then play good defense. Like it's just a player you just want to have on the team. Now I do think Marvin Bagley does kind of complicate. Marvin Bagley and Stewart kind of complicate things in terms of, you know, if Keegan Murray is a four, which I do think he'll probably end up playing a four. They'll try him at the three, but I think four is probably his natural suit. It's it's worth consideration, but I also think, like, if the Pistons are going to sign DeAndre Ayton, if that was part of the plan, or if the Pistons got a top three pick, we'd be kind of having this discussion as well, you know, what do you do with Bagley and Stewart because, you know, there's, there's going to be a lot of, they're going to have a lot of depth at that position, so that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at where I'm at I think he probably is not a starter day one I think he works his way up into the starting in the starting group but um yeah I think I think he's just a solid player for the for any team to have he's, he's just the player that you would want on your basketball team which is I think the main sort of appeal with them
1: all right thank you for listening to another episode of the three rings podcast remember to like and subscribe and Then we'll come out tomorrow with the end of the trilogy or the original trilogy with Shade and Sharp. Um, Catch you on the flip side. Peace. Peace.